Welcome to our service. This is the Sunday that we remember the baptism of our Lord. That's my only announcement. Um, except I, I think I should remind you that you can, if you like, send your offering to um, for Scootisness, Box 100, well, Scootisness Lutheran Church, Box 100, Lorburn, Saskatchewan, S0H2S0, or for Redeemer, Redeemer Lutheran Church, Box 238, Davidson, Saskatchewan, S0G1A0, or you can send an e-transfer to RELCD, that's Redeemer Evangelical Lutheran Church, Davidson, at Outlook.com. So that's, that's all of the announcements. Oh, I was going to say what our first hymn is, and I, where did I write it? Right. Oh, here it is, yes. Baptized and Set Free. And this is played and sung by someone named Mary Munson. She has a YouTube channel. It's called Mary Ruth 72. And she plays and sometimes sings a lot of songs from our, our hymn book. So it's actually pretty great. Mm -hmm. Baptized and Set Free. say the prayer of the day. Holy God, creator of life and giver of goodness, your voice moves over the waters. Immerse us in your grace and transform us by your spirit, that we may follow after your Son, Jesus Christ, 
our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from the book of Genesis, chapter 1. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void, and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light, and God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. Our psalm is Psalm 29. Ascribe to the Lord, O heavenly beings, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory of his name. Worship the Lord in holy splendor. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The glory of God thunders. The Lord over mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon skip like a calf. The voice of the Lord flashes forth flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord causes the oaks to whirl and strips the forest bare, and in his temple all say, Glory. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits enthroned as king forever. May the Lord give strength to his people. May the Lord bless his people with peace. Our second reading is from the book of Acts, chapter 19. While Apollos was in Corinth, Paul passed through the interior regions and came to Ephesus, where he found some disciples. He said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you became believers? They replied, No. We have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Then he said, Into what then were you baptized? They answered into John's baptism. Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in the one who was to come after him, that is, in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. Altogether, there were about twelve of them. The Holy Gospel according to Mark, chapter 1, verses 4 to 11. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, 
but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. If you're watching the video, instead of, rather than just listening to the podcast, uh, not just listening, but rather than listening to the podcast, uh, you can see I've, I've hung this thing over my ear rather than put the thing in my ear because it sounds funny to me if it's in my ear. I'm using the mic that's part of this, so this is why I'm doing this. All right, here's the sermon. Although, this is the Sunday after Epiphany, because Epiphany is January the 6th, and we call this the baptism of our Lord. Epiphany, as a matter of fact, has always been about Jesus' baptism. Not just his baptism, but early on, at least in some places, his birth. So it's kind of what we would call Christmas and Epiphany in one still is in some places. So, his baptism, his, his birth, sometimes in some places, and also the visit of the wise man, even that, that wonder of the water into wine at the wedding at Cana. In the Western churches, the emphasis tends to be on the three kings. Well, not kings, they're actually wise men, but they ended up being called kings. But in the Eastern churches, the emphasis is on Jesus' baptism. And, and that's why, at this time of year, you see all these pictures of Eastern Christians jumping into water on Epiphany. So in Ukraine and Russia, for example, they, they cut a hole in the ice of a river or a lake, and, and people jump or step into what's very cold water. That is why we can consider this gospel reading an epiphany reading. Because epiphany has so much to do with the baptism of Jesus. And that's why I'm going to talk about epiphany. About the revelation of God. The shining forth of God in Jesus. The manifestation of God. Because that's what epiphany means. So how is God manifest? And how is God revealed in Jesus' baptism? Or we could think about it this way. Why was Jesus baptized? I know that bothers some people. What does it mean that Jesus was baptized? What does this show us about Jesus and about God? I think this is helpful to me. We can see Jesus' baptism in two movements. And the first movement is Jesus goes into the waters of the Jordan. Maybe under the water. We, we don't know exactly how they did it. John's baptism, as the Gospel of Mark says, and as Paul says in Acts, 
was a baptism of repentance. People went into the water confessing their sins. Someone said it's a baptism of truth-telling. And people telling the truth about themselves and the world they live in, saying, God, help me. God, help us. I want to be a different person. I want to live a different life. I want to live in a different world, a world where God's love and justice and mercy and grace reign. Jesus called this the kingdom of God. I want to be part of God's kingdom. I want God's love and justice and mercy and grace to be part of me. I want to love God and let God love me. I want to know God. Something like that is what they're saying when they go into the water confessing their sins. They say, this is what's wrong. This is what's broken. These are my wounds and the wounds and, and the evil of the world I live in and the world I'm part of. And they're crying out for help, crying out in pain, crying out for God's presence and God's mercy and God's help. Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down, the prophet Isaiah says. And Jesus goes into the water with them. He identifies himself with them. He, he joins them. He unites himself with them, with their wounds, with the evil they do and the evil they suffer, and with their repentance, with the re with their recognition of the truth of their lives and the truth of the world and their need for God. And, and this means that God himself in Jesus enters into the sin and suffering of creation. He takes it on himself. He joins in their cry, oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down. The heavens are torn open. And this is the second movement as Jesus comes up out of the water. The heavens are torn open, torn apart, and the Spirit descends on him, or into him. You can translate it either way, apparently. And a voice from heaven says, You are my Son, the Beloved, and with you I am well pleased. And this is the Spirit that Jesus baptizes with. It's God's spirit is his spirit. And when we identify and unite ourselves with Jesus, who identifies and unites himself with us, we share his life and his spirit. We become daughters and sons of God with the Son of God. And just to pile some more on top of this, we're talking about a new creation. The new creation that begins here in Jesus because, as I'm sure you remember me saying many times before, Mark wants us to see that this is a new creation. Just as the Spirit hovered over the waters at the first creation, so the Spirit hovers over the waters and over Jesus in this new creation. The new creation begins here in Jesus. And when we become part of him and commit to him and join our lives to his and share his life and his spirit and his union with God, we become a new creation, part of God's new creation. In and through us, creation is united with God. There's a, there's a lot here. Too much to talk about, really. A person could talk about this for a lifetime and never get to the end of it. Or really understand it but I think we can, we can 
can kind of see that the baptism of Jesus is a parallel to his crucifixion and resurrection. The beginning is like the end. That's all I'm going to say about that. I've already tried to say too much. But here is the epiphany, the revelation of God, the theophany, because here is God present and revealed in Jesus. This is God's love and God's power shining forth in the world, a love that becomes one with our desperate need so that we can become one with God's love and life. It's an epiphany that will reach its highest point of beatitudes, fullest and most complete in the crucifixion and resurrection. This epiphany is good news for us, and for all creation. It's, it's gospel. It's hope. It's an invitation. God has become part of creation in Jesus. And Jesus, the Son of God, enters into, becomes part of, and takes on our sin and suffering, the evil and suffering of a creation that has separated itself from God, from the source of life and goodness, so that we can receive God's spirit and life and become a new creation, part of God's recreation of the heavens and the earth. God unites himself to us in Jesus, and we in Jesus are united to God. So, what those people who jump into the freezing waters on Epiphany are doing, if they think about it and if they mean it, is a kind of enactment of their unity and faith and love with and in and for Jesus in his baptism and in his death and resurrection. It means, I want to follow Jesus. I'm with you, Jesus. It means... This is not easy, it's kind of painful, it's kind of scary, but it's also absolutely joyful. So, even if we don't jump into a hole in the ice, let's remember the epiphany, the glory of God, the love and goodness of God shining in Jesus. And let's renew and deepen, or allow God to deepen, because that's what that means. Our, our commitment and our faith. Let's follow Jesus. Amen. Let's confess our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. As God's beloved sons and daughters and brothers and sisters of Jesus in the new creation, let's pray for the church and for the whole world, for all creation. Each petition will end, hear us, O God, and will respond, your mercy is great.
Send forth your spirit and renew the face of the earth. Heal and repair what is wounded and broken. Redeem what is lost. Bring light out of darkness and life out of death. And recreate the world. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Give strength to your people. Help all of us who are baptized to be part of your recreation of the heavens and the earth. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Comfort those who are cold or hungry or afraid, sick or grieving or in pain or in any other kind of need. And in particular, we pray for those we name silently or, or out loud and those who have no one to pray for them. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. We look forward to the coming of your kingdom in the new heaven and the new earth where every tear will be dried and death shall be no more. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Merciful God, you hear our prayers before we speak them. You hear the prayers we're unable to speak. Receive them for the sake of the one through whom you have revealed your goodness, your love, your glory. Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let's say the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.
had the creator strengthen you. Jesus, the beloved, fill you. And the Holy Spirit, the comforter, keep you in peace. God bless you. God be with you. We'll see each other soon. Amen.